0: Matt, what's brewing? What's booing? That would be much better because it's Halloween. What's... It's not anymore. Boo- yes. <laughs> Ooh, spooky.
1: So while they may be booing in Cleveland today.
0: I, I hate sports. Like
2: I said, all the lights were off. He was face down in the couch when I walked in. I. All
1: right. Are we ready here? No. Sh-
0: oh. How the f***? How dare you? How, no, no. So, Jarvis may have hit the ground. And then, when Hunter f-ing Renfro catches it, the one best angle, the cameraman is f-ing not the right angle. And you can tell it hits the f-ing ground. It's like Dean Blandino. Like, call a f-ing spade a spade. If it hits the ground, you call it incomplete. Then if it hits the ground, you call it f-ing incomplete. Like, it's f-ing unbelievable. Like, I'm just, I'm so f-ing tired. Because people are like, oh, you don't hate one f-ing team. You guys don't f-ing know. Every day of my f-ing life, I go in and we're playing against two f-ing teams. The other thing is...
2: <laughs> oh, we're gonna keep going. Okay. Uh, I
0: mean, did we do Ruts Brewing Ohio? No, I don't no we've been no. waiting.
2: You went on a tangent and I decided <laughs> to make outside, it my own. I decided there. to make the tangent.
0: It was a wild weekend of sports in the state of Ohio. We'll get to it all, talk a little college football, a little bit of action, a little bit of NFL, and a little bit of hot stove. But first, into the intros, of course, I'm a talent, I'm the one that keeps this show together, for more reasons than one. My name's Greg, to my right is a guy who came into the studio today with the scariest Halloween mask I've ever seen, <laughs> until I realized... It was just his face. It's Zach. Zach, how are we doing today?
2: You wish you could wear my face as a mask everywhere. You might clean up a little bit. I'm doing good, Greg.
0: <laughs> little bit of little bit of shade being thrown to the right, but of course more shade being thrown to the left to my left a guy who's getting into santa season just a bit too early after a few too many stickers <laughs> last night
2: oh. <laughs> it's
0: josh it's our producer i'm the ones and twos it's josh josh how are we doing today that's
1: hilarious because i've been taking a lot of flack because uh, i've been drinking christmas ales lately oh i have too i've stocked up
2: massively they yeah. put them out there i know i do right it's best. Hey belly
0: says so too.
2: Guys. I heard he was <laughs> nice to you last week and trashed me. Yeah, he was nice to me last week, and, and
1: he
0: said trashed he me 40, on so that fucking thing. Yeah, per our bet last week, Two weeks the weeks Browns. Ago. No, it was on Sunday of last week, so it was exactly a week ago. If you actually wasn't here. have about followed the podcast. Ago. I thought
2: we talked about that, that the, we made that The bet two... was
0: made two weeks ago, but yeah. the bet was cashed a week ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, blah,
2: blah. Well, you stated it like you just made it last week. Well,
0: that was charged last week, and it's being charged paid Charged last week, yeah, because two of us actually had to drink the beer because, you know, you're too unreliable to actually show up to the podcast. But because of said bet, as oh, I was down mentioning— that road. The Browns did not cover seven points against the Bengals with a wild comeback thanks to a wonderful catch by Michigan alum, Donovan Peoples-Jones, got the win for the Browns but did not cover seven. So for this episode, I am drinking a fine 40-ounce of Colt Forty (laughs) Five. Heck, I believe you guys have a wonderful beer to enjoy. We do. While I'm drinking this cold 45, so let's get into that by Jackie O's. Let's get it. Let's get it. Oh. Near the way.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's great.
0: From our pals Jackie O's in Athens, Ohio, it is the Chumalungma Brown Ale with Honey by Jackie O's. The Chumalungma. Did you pronounce that right? Yeah, Chumalungma. Chumalungma. I don't think that's how... Chumalungma. That's not the web. That's how it's the Chomalungma. All right. Close enough. Chomolungma? <laughs> I don't know how Lung-ma else you maybe?
2: would say it.
0: There's a lot of O's in Which
2: it, is you know, what? The the Tibetan name for Mount Everest.
0: Yeah, it is the yeah. The Tibetan nomenclature. Tibetan <laughs> nomenclature, nomenclature. yes. For uh it's the correct <laughs> nomenclature. For Mount Everest. <laughs> Which you don't know is a very tall mountain in In the world. Maybe the tallest.
2: I've heard it called a hill, normally, is how it's referred to. Really? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this beer has a tall task in front of it to impress you guys. So uh, it's the beer that Josh and Zach will actually be enjoying today. So what do you guys think? About this brown ale, I'm a big brown ale guy, so I'm I'm disappointed that I'm missing out today.
1: Yeah, I really like it. I thought um, it you'll see on the can, it is brewed with Ohio wildflower honey. So I thought it was going to be more of like a honey brown on the sweeter side, mm-hmm. but it's also got seven different types of malts in it. So the roasty roasty maltiness kind of blends perfectly with. I think it's a very well balanced brown ale. I like it.
2: Six yeah. and a half percent too. I'm not a big brown ale guy. Uh, I oh then at first I was a little like, uh, and then I had a sip of. Uh, Great. It's Colt 45 right before the show. And honestly, it's tasting way better now. Uh, (laughs) No, it's good. It is very good. Uh, Jackie O's uh, representing the 740, as always. One of my favorites on the show. A Mac Mac school town. Exactly. From A Mac school town with Maction coming back.
1: What better than Jackie O's in Athens to get the uh, Bobcats rolling on Wednesday night?
0: That's fine. If I have to drink Colt 45, it's to protest Southeast Ohio. And I'm always in for that. Ugh.
1: I used over 100 pounds of local wildflower honey, too. So uh, it's got uh, it also says it's got remnants of uh, baked muffins. And I, I, I could, this would go well with a baked muffin. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, big Are fan of the can. I was about, to, I was, you know, as I said that, I started wondering that, like, could you grill a muffin?
0: Do you fry a muffin? Deep fried muffins.
1: Deep fried muffins. Let's go
2: do that. Let's do that. Let's do it right now. Right, go Josh, well with the chumaluma. Uh, we can burn down
0: someplace, let's not make it here. Okay. That's I fine.
2: did want to pinpoint on the can, though. The can. Uh, don't you have a segment for that? I can read we? the can. That's talk right. about that. Is Or is that what we're going to hold up? Or hold no, up well, okay, about we're holding up on
1: talking about the can? Now, yeah, now, now we're, we're, into we're into it. it. He's I mean, I. I it. Hey, you don't go halfway up Mount Everest and then just <laughs> turn back. So let's get it. Some people don't make it all the way up. Some people don't make it down.
0: Some people don't make it all the way through a cold 45. That's my opinion <laughs> for this episode.
1: I do like the, uh, it stays true to
0: the
2: whole
1: like Jackie kind of aesthetic with the yeah. design. They um, always have great cans. Yeah. And it's colorful, this,
2: uh, artsy, kind of funky. But yeah, I like the, uh, it's obviously that a, Yeti? a Yeti. He's not white. They, they took a different, uh, different approach. But yeah, that's a Yeti. I it thought was that good, was just good good for a them. Local,
0: local area in Southeast Ohio. I thought that's what they all look like down there.
1: Oh, this guy's from
2: Marietta, you're saying. I'm not from Marietta. I didn't say you were. I'm saying this guy is. Oh, yeah, that's fair. We can talk about Marietta. Yeah, that's probably what people I'm from Marietta cares. look like.
0: That's the average of Athens County.
2: Yeah, I'm from Hawking County.
0: So oh, oh, Oh. okay.
2: We're splitting hairs
0: now. We're splitting hairs here. No, 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 but no. Uh, be sure to check it out. We'll talk about it later, of course, in Zach's reading of the can segment. But we got the, to pronounce it hopefully correctly, the Chumalungma brown ale. With honey. Wild, wildflower, honey. wildflower Honey by Jackie O's in Athens, Ohio. So we'll be, well, you two will be enjoying it. Well, of course, as we mentioned at the top of the show, I will be enjoying the rest of this nice, crisp Colt 45 because the Browns did not cover seven points last week. So instead of enjoying a brown ale, which is one of my favorite styles of beer, I would be protesting Southeast Ohio. <laughs> and instead enjoying Maybe you shouldn't 45 make fools bets. Colts. 45 Forty five colts. Three ounces of forty-five colts.
1: They almost scored that much today.
0: Halloween was a real nightmare for anyone facing teams from Ohio on Saturday, as their biggest fears were realized. The Bearcats cut through Memphis' defense like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as the Cats rolled to a 49-10 bludgeoning of the Tigers. In Happy Valley, Justin Fields did his best Freddy Krueger impersonation, bringing Penn State's biggest nightmares to life as he sliced up the Nittany Lion defense for four TDs and more than 400 yards, putting Penn State in the cellar of the Big Ten at 0-2. The Bengals, Got a scary good win, shutting down the Titans' offense and putting up 31 points behind Joe Burrow's 249 yards and two touchdowns. Cincinnati moved to 2-5-1 after a massive upset win versus Tennessee. And finally, sports are stupid, the refs are not consistent, and the win was bad. Oh, and also the Browns suck. Browns lose 16-6 to the Las Vegas
2: All right.
0: And those are your OH headlines. Very nice. I like the, uh, the Halloween theme. That was awesome. We're talking the top conference in the nation, according to 30 Rack Sports. We're talking the Mid American Conference. A little bit of Maxion. Maxion! Starting this Wednesday, some of the bigger games 6 o'clock, you got your Eastern Michigan Kent. 7 o'clock, you've got Ball State at Miami. And 8 o'clock, you've got the battle by 75, boys and girls. You've got Bowling Green at Toledo, the big game on the U at 8 o'clock. So for our segment, we're doing a little Who You Got? Talking MAC title odds. The top competitor in the MAC this year, per SportsBettingDime.com, is Buffalo at plus 250. The OU Bobcats. Out of Athens at plus three fifty. You've got Miami, Western Michigan, and Toledo at plus six hundred. Central Michigan and Ball State at plus nine hundred. Northern Illinois at plus fourteen hundred. Kent State at plus two thousand. Eastern Michigan at plus five thousand. And Bowling Green and Akron, giving you a cool plus ten thousand. So for every dollar you bet, you'd win one hundred dollars if they were to. they could pull Return it off. Turn of up the Mac and take yeah. them action. So, Josh, we'll start with you. Who you got in the Mac?
1: Uh, it's it's tough because I don't want to pick I don't want to pick Buffalo because I, I feel like some people think they're going to run away with it, but you've got some interesting teams in specifically Ohio and Miami. Ohio hasn't really decided on the quarterback yet. It's either going to be uh, Uh, Nathan Rorick's brother, Curtis, or this UNLV grad transfer, Armani Rogers. Miami, they've got Brett Gabbert, who isn't great, but Miami returns their entire offense. So, like, he's going to be able to sling it out there more and have some confidence in his weapons. If one of those teams could put a complete team together i like ohio's odds to do that and i think i would back the bobcats here Ah. shout out uh we're drinking some athens beer might be influencing me
2: here but i'd take ohio plus
1: 350
2: stole my thunder man sorry i'm sorry Ah. hey as a as a a former ou season ticket holder (laughs) i'm always riding with frank solich and the boys uh yeah from all from things i've read it looks like yeah could be rogers sounds like they're leaning towards uh curtis work um obviously his brother had a stellar career but i lean on the defense here and i think that's where ou returns a lot of their uh fire and their defense will keep them in in a lot of games so yeah ryan with josh yeah bobcats
1: i think if that defense can like shut down a high flying team like Mm -hmm. like say buffalo or toledo then you got a good shot there
0: yeah i think the bulls are probably the prohibitive favorite here if i But I have to put money down on one. It would be the Bulls, a plus 250. You have Lance Leopold, uh, who came over from D3 powerhouse, Wisconsin-Whitewater, holds the NCAA record for quickest to 100 wins in 106 games. But also, Bulls are coming into the season with some confidence, losing only one game since October of last year, which was a 21-point blown lead versus Kent State to get their first-ever Bull win. They've got their star... Jarrett Patterson back, who had almost 1,800 yards, and then their first full season of punter-turned-quarterback oh, and Stowe, Ohio native, Kyle Vantries. Oh, Stowe boy. Who, right. led, <laughs> who led the Bulls to a 6-2 and two record in his starts, with his only losses being that Kent game and a 21-20 Ochi loss to OU in his first start. So I would probably take the Bulls, but if I had to take another team, think a team with a little bit of value at plus 600 yeah yeah in oxford yeah Uh, he's the red hawks you got blaine gabbard's little brother back you've got the offense back you have a potent offense and if there's one thing that i know about maction it's that there's gonna be chaos oh yeah whoever the top team is is not gonna is not gonna get it done Miami was able to find their way into the championship, get a win, get most of the offense back, get some continuity there, have lost three players to suspension due to a frat fight, which is the most Maxon thing oh, I've yeah. ever heard. <laughs> most but, Miami thing I've ever but, heard. And the most Miami <laughs> thing I've ever heard. But if you want to take some value, a little bit of money on Buffalo, a little bit of money on Miami, and you could be walking out with that. I a mean, nice I tell you. Camp. So
2: it sounds like we're going to have a nice Battle of the Bricks showdown going on I here with the uh, traditional rivalry of. Uh, up, Uppity Miami versus the hippie OU kids. I'm excited.
1: I do like the value in yeah. Miami, though, at plus 600. I mean, you look at it on paper. They're returning pretty much their when entire they play? offense and have all, had one of the best defenses in the conference last year, returning some of the guys there.
0: A great secondary. So they play uh, yeah, out of I'm their... 17th. Yeah, out of uh, their six-game um, schedule. Also, interesting thought to keep in mind, some games have been getting canceled because of COVID and whatnot. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the MAC has put together a rule, which is very interesting, oh, that yeah. says, in order to qualify for the conference championship, you have to have at least played three games. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If uh, one of these teams can find their way to three and O, they might be playing for a MAC championship. I um, so there's certainly a little bit of chaos here, but nothing that you don't expect. I'm feeling out a of little, uh, I don't know, forty bet. All right, I, the I,
2: battle of the bricks.
0: If if
1: we
2: get to that point, then if we maybe... get to that point, maybe. Oh, Josh is worried. I'll take you. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you. Yeah, all right, right, all right, now. all right. Man. Josh is in or out? I think he's out. Uh, you know what? Right what? now, you have to decide. <laughs> this isn't you
1: can. Sure, I'll get in because there's no better place to be than Little Caesars or whatever that. Where, where are they playing? No, it's at Ford Field, isn't it?
2: No. Well, that's the championship. No, guy. I'm talking about the Battle, Battle of the Bricks. Is that Peden? Is that? Is no. That, is okay. it in Miami? It's at Jaeger Stadium. Uh, I'll still, I'll still take that bet. Okay. I'll still take that bet.
0: All right. Well, we'll have to... Fit, we'll have to... Yeah, we'll, 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 out to, details. we'll, we'll out work out the it details out. of that bet. My people will get with your
2: people.
0: But there will be some 40s being drunk.
2: It could be two of us.
0: After the Battle of the Bricks. Yeah, it might be me and Miami versus you. Yeah, You, versus yeah, you, you Southeast Ohio boys. Even though you're not really a Southeast Ohio boy, but... He's, we'll an right He's an honorary. He's an honorary. He's trashy
2: enough honorary. to be honorary, one. Honorary
0: <laughs> Southeast Ohio trash. So we'll figure that out soon. But let us know who do you think has the best value in the Mac. Are you taking the Red Hawks? Are you taking the Bobcats? Or taking buffalo? the Bulls? Yeah. Or maybe going a little crazy? Taking the zips at plus hey. ten thousand. Let us know Good luck with that at one. Thirty Rack of Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
2: Zach's reciting of the Khan. This brown ale was brewed to commemorate the 2007 Longevity Everest expedition. The people of Tibet call Mount Everest Chumalumma, and this exceptional ale carries on the spirit of the climb. Seven malts, three hops, and 100 pounds of local wildflower honey give this ale an exceptional character. Baked muffins, dark fruit, Bittersweet chocolate, rich honey, and earthy, subtle hops caress the palate. This is Jackie O's Chum-a-lum-a.
0: You were really caressing the palate of my. I hands. was. I got really go. into.
2: I got really into Whoa. the uh, into the description. There it was, it was very sensual.
0: How are you guys enjoying this six and a half percent honey nut brown ale? I mean, it's it actually it's very good.
2: It's very, good. like I said, I'm not normally a brown ale guy. I uh, very much enjoy the can, which we talked about earlier. Uh,
0: I do like the colors. I mean, it's, you know, you get the, gra- the uh, gray, yeah. black, orange. It's it just like all their pop. cans. I mean, they have a yeah. very
2: specific aesthetic that they use for their cans. And, like, you can, like, anytime you go into, like, one of the beer caves, right? You can pick out a Jackie oh, O's yeah, can because they right they use the whole. Actually, can. they use about 20 gallons
1: of Ohio-sourced uh, honey from Ohio Wildflower a month. And, guys, this won Best of Show at the National Honeyboard Beer
2: Competition. Really?
1: Wow. So, high accolades for the, uh, how do you say it,
2: Chomalungma? Chumalungma. Chumalungma. Chumalungma.
1: Yeah, it's a great beer, a great can, a lot of character from the always characterful, character-ful. Athens brewery. <laughs> Jack
0: and years. the
1: characterful name that is Chumalungma. Talking
0: Chum, Chum, a little bit of college football roundup, as we mentioned in the headlines. First off, we have Cincinnati taking down Memphis, forty-nine to ten. Uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter, much maligned early in this year, was twenty-one for twenty-six with two hundred and seventy-one yards and five total touchdowns. The defense was on point today, holding. Memphis to five net rushing yards for the game, which included the nine rushing yards that they had on their last drive to get them back to five total rushing yards. Overall, Cincinnati dominating Memphis, you know, kind of flexing their muscles as the top ten team in the nation. Josh, what are your takeaways from this game for the Cats, and where do you think they can go now being – the number six team in the
1: nation? Uh, well, quite frankly, I think just by default, they could have been a little higher in the poll. Um, we can get into that another time. But uh, the Bearcats are doing what I, all of us have said on the show for the past couple of weeks, that the Bearcats needed to start winning in commanding, dominant fashion. And they're doing that. I mean, you went out and uh, the SMU game was their largest margin of victory ever over a ranked team. Uh, you come out, and I love Luke Fickle's emphasis on not revenge, but redemption against Memphis in this commanding win. Uh, the defense was on full display, like you said, Greg, not allowing anything on the ground. Uh, six for 11 on third downs. Ritter's looking like he's just out there relaxed, playing his game, and it's all clicking for Cincinnati right now, I, especially with the way some of the things are falling in other conferences and with some of these other top 10 teams. You know, we, we were kind of saying the Bearcats are good. Like, Greg, yeah. you said, you know, we were like, okay, the Bearcats are good. Now it's starting to be like, all right, where can this team go?
0: And I, I would agree because the one thing that you would say for the last two weeks is they held a team, two teams that averaged 38 and 42 points per game to 10 and 13 points. Right. Held a team that had run the ball very well to five rushing yards have allowed very few touchdowns this year. The only touchdown they allowed to Memphis was on an 80-plus yard screen pass with a couple of missed tackles. They have been dominant defensively. Sauce Gardner, James Wiggins, Kobe Bryant have been fantastic on the defensive end. Ritter has been more efficient the last two weeks. As we said, only five incompletions, and has been running the ball very well. Had, I believe it was three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. And this is a team that can score quickly, can control the ball. They had talked about Memphis running, on average, over 80, 80 plays a game. They ran, I believe, roughly 50 plays because Cincinnati played ball control, completed passes, the running game was great, and the defense stepped up and did not allow Memphis to do basically anything. And I think it was a very statement win that shows – that Cincinnati is not just a top AAC team; they're a top ten, top five team in the nation. What about you, Zach?
2: Uh totally agree. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, um, you see know, them probably. Uh, I was a little bit questionable, but yeah, the the Memphis win really put that in perspective. They ran in there like it was any other day and just controlled that game start to finish and rolled. You know, a good a good program in For- Memphis um, who's kind of had their number. Um, I agree with the Des Ritter. That was I think for a guy who started the last couple, you know, that he was kind of the question mark. I would as a fan like to see him and it's not all him. I think they're still developing the playmakers on the outside. I think yeah you're eventually going to have to kind of push the ball downfield a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: losing Alec Pierce yeah. early, he was one of those guys that had will nice say in the first half. But yeah. I mean, they're,
2: they've been effective. What they're doing on offense, he looks comfortable. They're yeah. using his strengths, which is his legs and his ability to throw outside the pocket. No, they're, they're doing great. And um, with Pierce back, yeah, I mean, you yeah. saw...
1: Right immediately had right. that great catch to make a huge
2: impact. Oh, I agree. It's just to see the continuation of them to at least have that threat will completely open up that offense. And yeah, the defense is uh, doesn't matter what conference. You're talking about, that's a that's a top five, top ten defense in the nation. So I mean, it's um, all
1: clicking on. I mean, you had six sacks on yeah, the day. I think the they way the should be. Uh, I think it should be at least
2: fifth. Yeah. Right now,
0: honestly, look at, I mean, Personally, you obviously but. have Clemson who escaped. You have Alabama who's mm-hmm. been a solid team. Ohio State that we'll get to in just a second, it's dispatched to everyone. But then you have Notre Dame, who's been shaky against them. Very the
2: shaky, game. yeah.
0: Georgia, who hasn't shown a whole lot on offense. And then you have the Cats. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people could, in their mind, put UC at four. And I don't think you'd get a whole lot of flack based on how they no, played this year.
2: No, no, definitely. They're they're right there. It's exciting. Uh, it's a fun time. Fickle, uh, he, he knows what he's doing. And yeah. I, like I said, when they hired him, I was like, that's a great fucking hire, man. Fickle and
0: he Marcus Freeman. Oh, yeah. an absolute yeah. Ex-Buckeyes, baby. Yeah, that's right. what happens, yeah. Well, going from X buckeyes to current Buckeyes, uh, Ohio State going to Happy Valley, dispatching the Nittany Lions, 38-25. Justin Fields, 28 for 34, 318 yards, four touchdowns. Master Teague III, uh, one of the best names in college football, <laughs> 23 rushes, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Olave, seven receptions, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. And the game started on a Garrett Wilson 62-yard run. It was 31-13 to after three quarters, so some would say the final score is kind of not indicative of the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State led by double digits within the first seven minutes of the game, and it was at least double digits for the rest of the game, I think, at one point, they got it to 12, and that was about mm. as close as it got. Zach, as the Ohio State fan on the panel, yeah, what were your thoughts on this game? I mean, from someone that had kind of watched it from afar, it was just one of those games that was just a solid yeah. you know, workman-like Nothing win.
2: impressive. Nothing impressive. I, I wasn't shocked they didn't move up. In the rankings, yeah, nothing impressive. They they took care of business. I think there's a lot of questions. I'm curious to see how Penn State plays out the rest of the year because honestly, I had more questions on them That's looking a real at question, it. Yeah. Um, it was a weird night. Luckily, it wasn't a whiteout or the 110 in there. Ohio um, well, State looked all right offensively. You know, they left about another. You can make the argument six to 14 points on the field just with stupid penalties, a couple missed field goals. Um, you know, easy stuff that can be cleaned up. Offensively, they look good. They don't have the... They don't have J.K. Dobbins back there, but I think Justin Fields um, has taken a, a little bit of another step. They don't need that. They have a I solid enough King run game. Been oh, no, solid. he's been good. He's not a home run hitter, though, but they have yeah. a solid enough run game. Really, my concern, I like the front seven. Um, they got that four sacks from the defensive line. Um, I think that'll continue to get better. The linebackers really like the way they're playing. Uh, secondary is still a question mark for me a little bit. Uh, they, it's like yeah. the e- drive to drive. Some drives they look shut down. Then the next drive, um, you know, they gave a couple of drives to Penn State that were just like they miscommunication. I think they're still working things out there, but. Uh,
0: but I think you have to realize, looking at the rest of their schedule, the only. Oh two yeah, ones, I'm not worried. No names that would put any worry is.
2: I think that Indiana game, thank God they're playing well. well. If they could continue to play well, because.
0: Just them being a rivalry game. But also, probably Indiana might be the toughest game for the rest. Yeah. Michael Penix Jr. has been solid in his last two games. He was exciting. I watched him a couple weekends ago.
2: uh, Well, here's what worries me he's got some legs. That, too. And uh, this defense so far has struggled with uh, running quarterbacks. So. Hopefully they'll get corrected, but yeah, yeah, nothing impressive, but they did what they had to do, and so now they got a few weeks to kind of work on some of the issues there in the secondary. I think.
0: But I, I would say I think all three of us are are kind of in the same thought that Ohio Ohio is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Ohio's looking in very college Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you know. I Me, mean, two two about, top
2: ten teams. I mean, again, I agree. I think you could arguably say Alabama two top five and teams.
0: Auburn. USC and some of those other mm. teams, we can really show that Ohio As an
2: Ohio State fan, Ohio, I'd be worried about playing. No one wants to play UC. I'll tell you that.
0: No Ohio is the heart of college football. It and is. I think none of us should be shocked if we see no. Ohio State and Cincinnati maybe as the. Well, and I was going to point out, seasons. kind
2: of a little bit, this is a little bit of an overall roundup uh, with Oklahoma State losing. The Big 12's probably out Exactly. based on the way that's going. And the Pac 12's crap. So. That's you what I'm see, saying. If they take care of business, they might sneak like right, in there.
1: Right now, you're only yeah. looking You're looking like you've got at least one seed where you could easily make the case for a G5. Oh, easily. I agree. And I agree. Right agree now, I agree. Since and I
2: think he's yeah, in the drivers. Honestly, seat. Yeah, they are. They've got to take care of business. There
0: are some years where you'd put a G5 team in and they might embarrass themselves. I think if you put UC against any team in the nation, I'm not saying they would win. No, but I think they would have a better a fight bit. than a lot of other teams. Probably mm-hmm. your Oklahoma State or your USC's. Yeah. So
1: I mean, just purely off the defense, I would say like.
2: Well, here's another thing I'd like to point out. I mean, we look at like the the ranking. I mean, what well, the AAC has several rankings. I mean, it, really, it's a G six. My, you know, I mean, or you P six or P six? Sorry, American Power. Yeah, Power. American. Power. I mean, the American yeah, Conference buddy. is not as a uh, American Power. All right, we Donald Trump over here to rally. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, the AEC's made a case the last couple seasons uh, yeah. with some solid ranking teams and some solid football teams that... I mean, they, they probably should be a power, power six
0: instead of a power five.
1: I mean, and just off of entertainment, I mean, last year, I mean, that was the most entertaining
0: oh, conference. Oh, yeah. To watch that was out. the best conference yeah. to watch, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so going from one entertainment, entertaining conference to... Honestly, one of the most entertaining (laughs) conferences. It's like high school football. Entertainment, man. We got one of the most wild conferences in the nation. Of course, it's the Mid-American Conference. It's Maction. Josh, I hear you have a little preview of some of the teams in Maction. What can Zach and I look forward to in Maction? Not that I would ever place wagers on Action, oh my games, god! You can Well, well those, can't. you, you <laughs> want
2: to
1: <laughs> <you wanna laughs> start You want to start. You want to start at the top or the bottom here. Uh,
0: uh, we start started from the bottom. Now we're here. Right, what, we'll do s- we, what do we need to know about Bowling Green or the Zips?
1: Yeah, uh, Bowling Green. Former Michigan QB Scott Leffler is in his second year as head coach there, um, and they did have their starting QB, who would have been their like work in progress QB. He transferred out to Auburn. So then. Boston College, Matt's, Boston College's Matt McDonald, he comes in after transferring, um, but, you know, they've got Quentin Morris, who's the best tight end in the conference, some would say, but that's it at receiver, you know, otherwise, they don't really have any weapons, uh, they return a couple of, couple of players, but otherwise, like, all their receivers are underclassmen, they're a really young team, um, and, you know, a lot of work in progress yeah. to be done there. That's why if you want to take some, let's of that say some the MAC, when like
2: every year every team's a work in progress. Right. <laughs> same.
1: Same with Akron. You know, unlike their uh, counterparts in the Rubber City, unlike Kent, Akron has um, some depth to them. Um, but you know, they still ranked dead last in the country in, in many offensive categories last year, uh, and just not a whole lot's clicking for them. You know, yeah. it, so they they're more safe than I'd say Kent was, just because Kent's real thin. Um, but next, you know, Akron and Bowling Green, they're in the basement there at the plus 10,000 odds for the conference. Then you've got Kent State. Uh, the Golden Flashes guys aren't looking too flashy. <laughs> uh, only,
0: Yikes. only three
1: teams in the country gave up more tackles for a loss last year. Uh, if the offensive line can get better this year and improve, uh, Dustin Crum's okay at running back, or at quarterback, and then Xavier Williams at running back, they they good runners there but you got to create the lanes, Um, and unfortunately, yeah, Kent's super thin. Uh, They really lack depth and options, um, and then their defense is just really undersized. Uh, Toledo, though. We've got Toledo. That'll be the game on ESPN Wednesday night. Um, Toledo, uh, Bowling Green, Toledo. Uh, Toledo's plus 600, and they don't really have a quarterback either. Um, They can't really find their man at quarterback. Right now, it's Eli Peters, but like, they don't really have a lot of confidence that he keeps the job. He's got a lot of speed and uh, they've got a lot of speed and experience at wideout. a great tight end in drew Rossi. If they can get some better quarterback play, find their guy uh, then they've also got a great running back in uh Brian Kobick, who leads kind of leads the offense behind a lot of returning linemen, you know, they could make a case, but they don't really have the defense that say the other plus six hundred right. teams like Miami does. Miami is the dark horse, I think. Like Greg mentioned earlier in the in the show, not OU. At OU's OU's more of like I'd say OU's the second favorite. OU's more
0: of like a mm. top favorite.
1: Yeah, know? I'd say Miami. If you're going to pick from Miami and Toledo, both Red plus Redhawks shocked everybody last year, though. Yeah, I mean they won the division last year, and you Tell know you
2: it's action when you can shock one year, and then the next year, by like, nah, you can't do it again. When you've got Blaine Gabbert so 2.0.
0: You could be a golden flash in the pan.
2: Uh, hey, it would have worked better if we were talking about... Brett Kent, Gabbert, though,
1: though uh, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert 2.0, he's, uh, he's back quarterback, and then everybody's back on offense. That's why I think Miami can make a deep run. You yeah. know, They've got something to play for, something to prove. A lot of re- They pretty much return the entire offense, a lot of returning players on defense. Uh, Sterling Weatherford, Mike Brown, they anchored down uh, the secondary at safety.
0: Wait, are you agreeing with Mike Brown?
1: Not, not that Mike Brown. <laughs> Different Mike Brown. Red Hawk Mike Brown. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they could be a really fun team to watch, though. When you have, you know, Bla- uh, Brett Gabbard out there who can do a lot with all of the yeah. returning wideouts they have, that could be a really fun team to watch. Battle of Bricks, 40-bet. We're going to work it out.
2: Yeah, we are.
0: It might be me versus you two. Be, is, it is th- gonna be oh, yeah. thank goodness. I'll be rolling look. The only thing that I have to say is we're all gonna have to do a little video series. We'll have to have everyone here. I'll have my I don't know, some Red Hawk headgear or something. I don't even know. I gotta
2: go get my OU jersey for my parents' house and I'll brought rock that oh,
0: yeah. boy down. We'll be there. Yeah, I'll yeah. capture the a Red Hawk. Is big for 30 Rack of Sports and we're excited Woo! for the action. This means everything. Maxion conference coming up. Well let's I not- say the Red Hawks take action. You guys are on the Robert Cats. So I mean, we'll yeah, let's, let's
1: not forget about the Bobcats. Uh, they return all of their uh, wideouts. Um, but like we talked about earlier, interesting situation at QB. It could be Nathan Rourke. It could be our Marty Rodgers. Rourke. Curtis Rourke. Nathan's me. gone. Yeah, Nathan's gone. He's gone. He's um, gone. I, I really like Ohio's chances, but they've got to step on on defense and they've got to play this yeah. complete game. But I think they got
2: some nice pieces on. They had a solid yeah. defense last year. Yeah, they year. got I think a, they can to take a Take a step forward.
1: Solich's got a lot, a lot to work with there. It, all the pieces oh, are yeah. there. And you Frank Solich has
2: been there forever. I, I like, he he knows the game. Yeah, he's it's got, they, they can Solich. get it done. In the name of Jackie, as long as he's not is getting Jackie drunk drunk is my on
1: witness. The Bobcats can do this.
0: And there's Jackie on, as your witness on Twitter. Let us know, do you think. Cincinnati and Ohio State are college football playoff teams. Who do you think is going to win the MAC? Do you think? Do you agree with Josh and Zach, the two talentless parts of this podcast, Wednesday night, folks? It's back. with the with the Bobcats, or do you agree with the talent, the smarts, the genius himself, and take the Redhawks? Let us know at the Greg. This isn't a
2: vanity project Facebook, for yourself. On Facebook,
0: Twitter, and Instagram.
2: What's brewing
1: in Ohio? What is brewing? What Ohio? is brewing in Ohio? Oh, a couple 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 lot of things. Couple lot of things. Uh two of Cleveland's most respected and decorated brewers have teamed up for a new IPA. Ooh. And this is a collaboration between Fatheads and Market Garden Brewery. Oh,
0: I love Market Garden. Have yeah, you ever we, been to Market Garden? Market
1: Garden's no, awesome. Great man.
0: food too. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh,
1: Unbelievable. Market Garden's amazing. We haven't had their beer on the show, but We've had Fatheads a couple times, and Market Garden's awesome. Uh, they have, um, and this, this event that they had with it already happened, uh, where a dollar from each pint they were selling went to the American Cancer Society to fund breast cancer research. I understand we'll be having a beer of our own on the show soon, uh, doing the exact same.
0: In the chamber.
1: Uh, but Fatheads and Market Garden, uh, they brewed this new double New England IPA, uh very f- uh flavorful tropical fruit pine citrus you know that classic ipa so that's a good one between two of the best breweries up in cleveland fat heads and market garden brewery you can find that beer at either of those breweries right now uh we've also got uh one that we recently had on the show why bridge brewing in zanesville they've got a new beer called hey, uh,
0: boo boo-boo. boo boo-boo. would you like a nice uh picnic basket
1: uh, this one's a strawberry shortcake beer, and uh, I don't know, you guys have had some dessert beers before, and they're usually stout-based. Yeah. Yeah, no, what is this one? This one, yeah, you'd think this one being a cake beer would be stout-based. It is a uh, blonde ale. Strawberry really? Strawberry yeah. shortcake ale. blonde ale. Yep. So, uh. Interesting. I
0: don't believe you. We'll have to yeah, try Yeah, we'll have to try it. It. Yeah, It's a
1: blonde ale uh, fruit puree to create that reminiscent uh, strawberry shortcake Biscuity notes of molten cake. Uh, it's a five percenter. Uh, four packs are available at the brewery, Wybridge Brewing in Zanesville. Uh, we've also got a new brewery. Wow, opening up in northeast Ohio, or northwest Ohio, excuse me. Uh, I thought you were going
0: to say the land. No, you, you got me all Bitch, I'm from
1: nothing. the land. The, the, dirty, got- the dirty Dusky, actually. uh, Just
0: outside. Upper Sandusky upper, or regular Sandusky? Upper Sandusky. Which is much south of regular Sandusky for yeah, whatever reason. I
1: saw that. It's actually lower <laughs> Sandusky, but they call it upper. May, and, it's, and it's an elevation thing? It's an body. Ohio thing. Uh, <laughs> Carry Brewing Station. It's opening its doors. Uh, it has opened its doors. It's located along US Route 23, about halfway between Finley and Upper Dusky. Uh, so you can try that out now. Uh, they've got a variety of beers from hops from the nearby Arcadia Buckeye Hops Farm. So you can check them out now if you're up in the uh, dusky area.
0: The upper dusk.
1: The upper dusk. Dirty dusk. And that is what is brewing in Ohio.
0: All right, it is time for the worst of the worst for the week, where we talk about the worst decisions, the worst looks, just in general, the worst of the week. And today we're talking about, I believe, former Indians pitching coach, Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash, bullpen coach. Bullpen coach. Yep. Potatoes tomatoes i mean fair say. enough yeah so kevin cash the manager of the tampa bay rays in the world series in a winner go home game six pulled former cy young winner blake snell after just five and a third innings and 73 pitches in a one nothing game after giving up just his second hit of the night as the lineup flipped over for the third time though snell hadn't pitched six innings yet this postseason. He threw at least 82 pitches in every playoff start this year. He was replaced with Nick Anderson, who did have a great regular season with a 0.55 ERA, but had struggled in the playoffs giving up runs in his six previous outings up to that point and had given up at least a run in seven of his nine playoff appearances. Anderson then proceeds to give up a double to Mookie Betts, a wild pitch to score a run, and then a fielder's choice to give up another run to give LA a two to one lead, which they eventually put into a three to one lead and a three to one win over Tampa Bay. So, guys. And that was that. <laughs> yeah. That starting was that. with Zach. <laughs> the hell with Kevin Cash?
2: Uh, I mean, I agree. I don't know. It's it's your, your school of thought here, man. Baseball has become such a bullpen oriented game. And. Uh, I get his I get his line of thinking there. No, I do. I mean, you do. Like um, you know, Nick Innocent had a pretty good season, but yeah, the postseason was struggling. I yeah, I think you get into Game Six and Seven though.
0: You lean a, on your horse.
2: I, I agree. I I, that's what I was about to say yeah. I think you lean on him. Seventy three pitches is it's that's stupid low, and you could tell Blake Snell was like fuck you as soon as he was. Why he's like, what are you doing? Like coming out he here, he was like, rolling too. No, he was. He was rolling. I mean, he he had shut them down really the dodgers had no answer um, i think the idea of mookie bets you know kind of round out that top of the order there kevin cash moneyballed this and overthought it at that point and kevin cash turned into a
0: computer yeah exactly yeah he did he did yeah in he
2: that that's that's what you find with some of these he small sure, market teams you surely didn't cash in on that moneyball I, 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 that's the segment. That's the segment. We're done. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'd have to. I
1: you, you said, like the call? No. Oh. But you said <laughs> you can see his line of thinking, and I just.
2: Uh, I like, see his line of thinking from a Moneyball standpoint. Though. That's what they'll tell you. Look at the statistics. Look at the matchups. I agree, though, It's a bad decision. I think you lean on your horse no there. Does.
1: You need to look at, like, you need to feel the game. That's the like, problem. though. They don't that's not that. money.
2: You heard what I said, though. Uh, yeah.
0: They don't do that. The thing is, you
2: don't do that in Moneyball, though. That's Blake's the problem. Blake
0: had only faced the lineup the third time, I believe, two times during the season. So that was not how they did things. The thing was, he was making bets. And Muncie and Bellinger, their big boppers, look like little league children. Yeah. And you heard when Mookie Betts was on with ESPN's Scott Van Pelt after the game, he took a deep breath and was relieved when Snow got pulled. At some time, you have to realize your guy's out here, he's rolling. This is not a statistical area. This is. We need to win, keep our guy in. That's He's what I'm saying. Absolutely dominant.
2: Oh, I agree him. with that. Yeah. I mean, like,
1: like when you just look at it from a like. forties really getting to me. You're in the you're <laughs> you're in the elimination <laughs> game, right? And you've got a former Cy Young winner dealing. He gives up only his second hit, and you know you're riding that hot momentum, and you're gonna take him out. Take out a former Cy Young award winner who's dealing in an elimination game of the World Series, and you're gonna bring in this cold reliever who has no momentum going into this game
0: giving up a run in six straight appearances.
1: i just yeah. like like feel the game like how do you not
2: feel that in that but moment that's not that that's how like i'm saying so it's not honestly kevin cash is
0: field, that's not money
2: i know that's computer. that's the point i get what you're saying i agree but here's the point though i don't think this is all on kevin cash this is how tampa bay runs this is how cleveland runs this is how oakland runs they don't make those decisions. You know that came down from the top at some point that they were going to say you can't let Blake Snell go. Th- I, yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah. I agree with you. I, but. Yeah,
1: no, and I, and I agree with what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, like, how does Moneyball end? Like, at a certain point. In a World Series. Long yeah, happened. well, they
2: yeah. never it never exactly. has, but that, they that, wish.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you have to at some point Combine like you have to combine mm-hmm. those two things. You can't just abandon the field no, for the game I, I for agree. numbers.
0: But that hasn't what's worked for them all the way up to the World Series. Yeah. Fair, and that's. I yeah, mean, I fair. agree. It's they should
2: have yeah. let Snell pitch to Bet. See how that went. I think he should have longer leash. Yeah. Um, I agree. I'm all in on it'll get you there, but eventually you got to rely on you know, the kind of the guy who got you there. Your big horse the big horses there.
0: You gotta caress the palate. Is what <laughs> I'm saying. It's the World Series. Yeah you have to realize this is unlike any game you've ever dealt with.
2: And Don't you overthink have
0: to, it. Yeah, you have to figure it out in a different way. What Blake Snell is like in the sixth inning of a game in the middle of August is not the same Blake Snell that you're going to get in I mean, the middle he was, of October in game six of the World Series when he is absolutely pumping his it. fastball past those guys. I
2: mean, he was, he was dealing, so though. That, that's the problem, and... Yeah, that's kind of when you have to just throw that out the window a little bit there and just... And yeah, I don't know how much leeway he had there. I just... That seemed like it was part of the plan, though, did it? Not like... Otherwise, that makes no sense. Right. That had to have been something that was discussed. He's not going to turn over and face Betts in them a third oh, time. Oh, no,
0: that was... I mean, Cash talked about it statistically with yeah. the lineup flipping over the third time. They yeah. don't want to face him like that, but
2: some nights he as got it, one, and he had it. And the thing was,
0: as far as pitch count goes, because it's kind of a decision. You want to see third time through the lineup or pitch count? Because in the playoffs, he had thrown between, I believe it was 82 and 105 pitches in every one of his outings yeah. in the playoffs. He was at 73 pitches. So you would think by pitch count, logic would say you give him an extra two or three batters, depending on how you know close he is with right. with pitches like that.
1: Yeah, that's like I would like to see him. Like, yeah, have that extra leash. You know, have those extra ten. Maybe face one of those guys. That's what I, yeah,
0: one
2: more. See, see how it goes. Get, yeah, one more batter. Gets a hit. Yeah, gets hit. Take him out. Fine, but exactly. Yeah. Ah. You gotta. Ah. Yeah, and I think you know, kind of something that throws a little bit of this out is is the Nick Anderson idea. You know, they brought him in; he had a good think, he had a good regular season, but the fact that those last six outings he had given up a run probably should have raised some red flags, that and he's that's, not guess, feeling seven, it.
0: seven of nine postseason outings he had given up a seven six of to nine. Run. Yeah, that's where you mix when you're the in two the playoffs, you and you're in a one to nothing game, maybe you don't bring in the guy that's been hemorrhaging runs for the last.
2: I mean, look at the next three, three guys. They brought, it, they, you know, they brought Anderson in. He had a nine ERA through the postseason. Loop seven point seven one, and then Fairbanks six, six and three quarters. Uh, yeah, probably at a different point, you're like, okay, we got to try something else here. These guys are just,
0: you but know, they
2: Bullpens right. are tricky. They always are. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I think you should have stuck with Snell at least for give him two runs. But I'll give you another run here to that's, work with that's
0: what i like to see go, if, he got charged with a run but that was because no of, i know but i mean yeah that's my point but i think you give him you
2: give your starter two runs once you get two runs yeah you're, all right you maybe play you put you play
1: money ball and say hey we're going to take him out here but then you can't look at the statistics on who you're going to bring in bring in the hot hand mm-hmm. don't bring in the guy that's been shelled all the oh, you know yeah like, if that that i think is a fair way to mix the two ideas there. i get what but, you're
2: saying they needed to mix a little money ball with a little bit of just gut feeling and they went strictly money ball. And uh, yeah, Dodgers finally got their series. Finally, Clayton Kershaw finally got one. Yeah. It hurt them.
0: So, I mean, let us know. Who do you think should Kevin Cash had pulled Blake Snell? Maybe you should have put in Yarborough right away or one of his more reliable relievers in the postseason. Should he have just left Blake Snell in? Just the correct answer by the way. <laughs> Let us know at 30 Rack of Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Alright, and now we're moving into our MLB hot stove. As we mentioned earlier, the Dodgers took the World Series over the rays four to two in six games. But now we're getting into hot stove territory in Ohio. So we'll start with the Tribe fan Zach. Zach Indians declined options of Brad Hand for 10 million, Carlos Santana for 17.5 million and Domingo Santana.
2: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: Thoughts of uh the tribe moving forward in the declined options. Um first of all
2: uh all the declined options, yes, makes sense. Um they're they're moving into a reboot. We'll call it a reboot. They got a couple years here, um, you know, pitching staff-wise, one of the best in baseball. Offense atrocious. I, I would expect most of the same, but I'm ready to see. You know, Lindor's going to be gone. We'll probably see Carrasco traded as well. So you're thinking Lindor and Carrasco. Off the yeah, bus. but the the pitching staff's deep.
0: Um, they'll, they'll, they'll be uh, mediocre. Do you uh, think they, they, they trade bad. Lindor for... Lower level prospects, and they'll be ready prospects.
2: Well, no, my my big move I like to see them to make is uh, when we got Andrew Miller, we traded uh, a guy named Clint Frazier, uh, who was, it was between him and Bradley Zimmer. We kept Zimmer, who's been.
0: Are you talking about the fourth outfielder for the Yankees?
2: Yeah, but Clint it, he's being blocked. Um, he's a young kid, quick bat. Um, I would like to see him as a piece in that deal with Lindor. Um, to really shore up the outfield finally. That's been an atrocious. Now, the Indians, this next year, they're going in. They don't have any money to spend. They're not going to make any moves besides trades. I expect them to go. And they, they have a lot of good, exciting, interesting prospects that have been blocked for the last three to four years that has been waiting. Um so, no, I don't expect them to make any moves besides those trades, and I expect them to, to bring try out a lineup next year that is going to be full of young, inexperienced players, but and it'll be interesting. They need guy, to see what they have. A
0: guy like Lindor, who's probably going to attract a $300-plus hundred plus million contract. Well, we'll see how next year You probably goes. see, well, if you're trading him, you'd probably see the Dodgers and the Yankees as... yeah. Likely the only two suitors. Well, there's a
2: couple other suitors in there, but yeah, yeah, those are the two big ones, and they both have deep farms, like fairly deep farm systems with what the Indians need. The Indians need outfield help. They both have an exorbitant amount of outfielders. The Indians have all middle infielders and pitching. Um, so yeah, those would be perfect uh, trade partners, and yeah, I, I'd like to see a trade where we get back a couple of a uh, AAA, guy, you know, guys who have not had an opportunity. Maybe
0: four A guy yeah. guys. Maybe four A guys.
2: Yeah, um, it's a reboot year. I expect them to probably, assuming when they play 162 games, I expect them to be 82 and 80 or around there, give or take a few games. Um, It's going to be a tough pill to swallow, but the... the we saw The roster has just not been there the last three years. You just knew they weren't good enough to win the whole damn thing, and so I was just tired of getting disappointed. Um, they need to see what they have. They got Bobby Bradley, who is a guy who has been the most prolific come-run hitter in the minors over the last several years. Strikes out a lot, but you, you, know, you got to give him a shot. You have Jake Bowers a shot. Um, anybody they bring over in a trade, a Yu Chang gets an opportunity to maybe replace Lindor. Not with the upside of Lindor, but... Um, you know, they got a lot of prospects. They need to see what they have. It's, I'm excited for the rebuild, honestly. I think it's going to be a reboot. I think it's going to be two to three years if they do it right. And um, I trust the Indians front office here to get it done. But, yeah, they, they have no money to spend. Chris Ananetti came out and said, you know, not only did all of baseball lose billions, but we lost tens of millions more than we thought. They have no money. Um, so it's a perfect time for a rebuild.
0: One billion (laughs) dollars. Yeah, exactly. Well going from the tribe to Southwest Ohio, as we mentioned, Tribe might be in more of a rebuild. Mm. Going to Southwest Ohio, kind of one of the shockers, I would say. So on the red side, we get the Reds getting kind of a shocker. Nicholas Castellanos. Had an opt out this year. Decided to not opt out, so he will opt into the Red system. Of course, having some big free agents. Of course, the biggest being Mr. One Year Deal, Trevor Bauer,
2: who's now begging that, for a multi-year deal. But on the a way.
0: team that's kind of floundering, maybe projecting on the up and up after floundering for a couple of years. What are your thoughts on what the Reds should do? in the offseason and their projection for next year?
1: Well, I can report that the Reds have made a qualifying offer of about $18 million to Trevor Bauer. Eighteen point nine. Yeah, and I can report that that will not be enough.
0: No. Um,
1: so that's no, not that's happening. No, just
0: to get a draft pick back. He yeah. says no.
1: R- right. Um, it, and really, with that, it's not all that bad. Um, I think the player, as far as arbitration and free agency goes for the Reds, that this helps is uh, Michael Lorenzen. Uh, that's kind of put Lorenzen in the driver's seat because he's proven himself um, in many ways for the Reds. He even made great, uh, great two starts at the end of the season. So this kind of opens the door for him as they've already been talking about working him into the rotation. They did it at the end of the year. It worked out. So now, you know, the Reds need Michael Lorenzen, and Lorenzen's going to get that raise in arbitration, I think. I oh, think yeah. that's where you go with the Trevor Bauer stuff. Well, Castellanos'
2: deal is not that surprising, though, when you consider the market. Yeah, yeah, the market's bad. If it was a regular season, yeah, he probably would opt out. And
0: I think you look at if you look at Castellanos, you want to put up numbers for another year. Yeah. Cincinnati's not a place that's too difficult for outfielders because it's such a small park. Potential for more home runs because of once again Mm -hmm. the fact that it's a little bit America's great home run. It's a great hitters' park. So it's one of those places that if you want to increase your value, play a full season, and put up some big numbers, Great American Ballpark is probably one of the better ones. And it's not like he's crying poor this year. He's still making a decent chunk of change, but it could set him up for a big contract coming up this year.
1: Right. Uh, The player I don't see it working out for in free agency for the Reds uh, is Kirk Casale. Um, I like Sally, but... It doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially when you look at David Bell's managing style and platooning hitters, when you have the lefty catcher in Tyler Stevenson on the rise, keeping two right-handed catchers around just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, usually you're looking for at least one switch hitter, if not one lefty.
1: Right, right. So I I think it's, again, Casale's not crazy expensive, a couple million, Mm -hmm. um, if that, but... But to keep the three catchers around and two righty catchers around, I just don't think makes m- makes a lot of sense to spend that money in David no. Bell's ball club. Uh, Castillo, uh, Castillo, Malley, Garrett, they're all going into arbitration, but it's their first year. I mean, you should have no problem there. Uh, Brian Goodwin was brought in um, off trade. Is um, that from
0: the Tigers? I
1: th- think so. Um, I could be totally wrong there. Um, but he was kind of brought in when you know Senzel was out. They were kind of floundering on the offense. He's just kind of going to be the odd man out here. You're not going to pay money to keep an outfielder around. Can we – With
2: already a I'd love to ask you. You know, as an Indians fan, we're not sure if Francona is going to be back or if Alomar is going to be managing. Um, you excited for Roberts to be back managing?
0: You mean David Bell? David Bell.
2: Sorry, I was saying David Roberts. uh, David David Bell. David Bell. yeah, drunkie over here. He can't keep it together by yeah, the way. Yeah, he's, he's
1: struggling.
0: You're
2: struggling he's struggling right now. But you you got me on that. Yeah, sorry David Bell though. Um I and I guess that that's where my
1: final thought on the Reds is, I guess. The core is there you, to get the regular get a regular full season in there. Yeah. And I think if if David Bell can't get the job done and at least make it to the NLCS this next year with the players he has with this team then I think you start looking at that question a lot yeah. more seriously. But with Castellanos coming back, I, the only other question mark really is Jesse Winker. People are talking about maybe trading him in winter meetings if something pops up. I
0: guess up. he's kind of the fourth platoon outfielder. So. Yeah.
1: Maybe if you, a, what?
0: you got Shogo. Yeah, got, uh, Shogo, uh, Castellanos.
1: Senzel, Castellanos. Um, and then you've got a couple utility guys that can fill the hole as well. Um, and then I think this is the year where you, you know use your farm system a little. I think some guys are ready to maybe make the push at the end. I don't think trading Jesse Winker, unless some sick deal comes along in winter meetings, <laughs> sick deal, it has to be a really nice deal. But I don't think you trade him until later in the season if the opportunity presents itself. I like where the Reds are going. They got the pieces there. We'll see.
0: Well, let us know what are your expectations for the Tribe and the Red Legs? in the offseason do you think the red legs are on the way up the tribe are on the way to kind of rebuilding let us know what you think should be done in free agency at 30 Rack of Sports on Facebook Twitter and Instagram alrighty well thank you for listening to 30 Rack of Sports this week we're getting into our wrap up uh, Bengals finishing on a high note Browns finishing on a low note big weekend in college football for the squads, Ohio State and Cincinnati, do we have any shouts for this week? Josh, who are you shouting
1: out? Hooday baby. I'm uh shouting out the Ohio State Buckeye man, Billy Price, who got a game ball today for really? the Bengals, yeah. because that guy has persevered, and been uh, trashed, been trashed. Yeah. He came back today, <laughs> worked say, hard, hard really for it. it, and guys, the Bengals did not allow a single hit to Joe Burrow wow. today.
0: Wow. Whoa. Cheers to that. Go,
2: Billy. I, I'll I'll second that yeah. One. yeah, cheers to that, man.
0: Yeah. All right. Both of you guys cheering to Billy. I'll cheer to someone else from the Big Ten. Former elder quarterback, Peyton Ramsey. Hell of a
1: game. Cool. Getting
0: the Wildcats of Northwestern 2-0. Big time for them. Finally having a competent quarterback back in Evanston, Illinois. Shout out to the elder alum... Peyton Rams, you get in Northwestern two and zero. One Price of Hill, four baby. teams in the Big Ten with a 4-0 record, as everyone would have expected. Ohio State, of course, and then Northwestern, Purdue, and in Indiana, as everyone of expected. course the juggernauts, Arizona. the juggernauts, the, of the juggernauts conference. of the Big Ten. So thank you so much for listening for Josh on the ones and twos, what? for Zach on the opinions, Ow! for the talent, Greg. Thank you so much for listening to Thirty Rack of Sports i